Hello and welcome to our Wild Hearts with me, Lucy Slater. Join me week by week as we explore the transformative power of daily spiritual practice and mental well-being. Together we'll uncover the practical benefits and potential of different practices, empowering us to embark on a more vibrant, fulfilling and meaningful life. Welcome to our Wild Hearts, let's dive in and discover our true selves. Hi and welcome to another episode of our Wild Hearts with Lucy and this week I'm so excited to introduce another wonderful guest. Today we're going to be talking to Kaina. Um, and I've worked with Kaina in the past. Kaina is a certified mindset and business coach. She's fabulous at what she does and she helps women with vision build a life and business model that they are obsessed with. <laughs> <laughs> and you're also the podcast host of the Empowerpreneurs podcast, possibly one of the best names for a podcast ever. Um, and Kaina, by learning to work with instead of against your ADHD, you've built a life of fun and passion. Welcome to the podcast. Yay! <laughs> it's so wonderful to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we've just been having a catch up. We haven't seen each other for ages. So I was in Kaina's Empowerpreneurs Academy last year, which was amazing. And we did, um, I think it was weekly lessons, which was all kind of cool stuff about setting a business up with intention and manifesting your dreams and all of that cool stuff. And it was such a gift to work with you. So I'm so happy to have you today on the podcast. So Kaina, let's dive in. Why do you think that it's so important for us to prioritize our mental well-being and have a regular spiritual practice? What do you think? So for me, it's started to be really, really important when I struggled with mental health issues. So I struggled with anxiety and depression and all this stuff like that, which wasn't fun. Um, and I grew up in a toxic environment. So starting like healing my healing journey, I started to prioritize myself, but I started to also prioritize my mental health. And I was like, I'll do anything to prioritize my mental health because I will put it be in front of like be before everyone and anyone and anything. I left my home because of my mental health. I left uh, school because of my mental health. And so for me, if I'm not feeling great mentally in a space, it's not a space for me. And this is how I started really like putting boundaries with people and putting boundaries with myself and setting like boundaries for even business and for what I was saying yes to as well. And so when it comes to this healing journey, spiritual practice really became something that excited me that made me like have this feeling to self that feels like closure that feel closer as well and that feels really like I can be me I can love me I can love and forgive myself and still go through those challenges while knowing that I'm fully supported with the tools that I have but also like with other forces and knowing that I get to be in those types of spaces and also meet other minded uh, like-minded women and all those things and so it really has been a journey for me where I learned how to prioritize it and I am a for like I'm a firmly believer and advocate for mental health 
prioritization and for prioritizing yourself, your joy, but also like what's happening inside of you. And I've learned that, you know, you are okay with also having all sorts of emotions. All emotions are equally interesting and equally um, important to love. You know, I love my sadness as much as I love my happiness because I've been in a place where with medications, I didn't felt a thing. And so I was like realizing that, yes, I didn't like feel the sadness, but I also didn't feel the joy and the pleasure and all those things. And so this is really the thing that made me understand what polarity is and how in order to feel like in flow, in order to feel like harmonized with yourself and with your life, you need to understand that polarity exists and how to combine both like happiness and sadness and anger and frustration and and joy and passion and all those things so yeah (laughs) what a great introduction I think one of the things that really stood out for me then when you were speaking was around learning to really love yourself and uh, you know that and that this spiritual practice is something that's really helped you tap into that so just speak a little bit more about that what was your you know how did you get into learning to love yourself how did you know because that's a really tough wall to climb over for a lot of people I think I have a lot of compassion for others but I didn't have it for me mm. and so at first it was bringing more compassion to myself, to my journey, to my challenges, to what bring me here. And it's been like a little by little, you know, it's not about like affirmations or looking at yourself in front of of a mirror and stating things that you don't believe in. It's actually how can I introduce myself to myself? Like, hi, nice to meet you. I'm Kaina. This is who I am. This is who I want to be. This is what happened. But the things that have made me like who I am today are still not me because I still am able to realize who I want to be and to actually shift the things that I don't want anymore or the things that doesn't feel aligned. So I don't like... um, I don't set myself on this idea that I need to be like I used to be, like I get to be who I want to be. It's (laughs) a lot in my head right now. Yeah. And that's quite a lot of work. That's quite a journey, isn't it? To move, to move through that, which, you know, and I think where you said there that it's that daily, well, not daily, but it's a continual process, a continual evolution and giving yourself grace in that evolution and not expecting too much of yourself. So what sort of work were you doing particularly around the self-love? What sort of kind of tools or practices were you exploring that helped you on that? Mm. So at first it was a lot of YouTube. Uh, when, I, when I get like um, obsessed with something, that's why I say like I want people to feel obsessed with their lives, but in a way that feels like, oh my God, I love my life. I love what I do, you know? Um, and so when I have like a new introduction of something, I'm like getting deep into it. And so I went on YouTube and I listened to all the videos about self-love. And I've done that for every single 
areas of my life manifestation i've heard one thing about it once i was like youtubing every single thing like youtube i'm going there every single time because it's one of the best resources to get the introductions about a topic from different people in different perspective and so then i started using like journaling and affirmations and then i started to really understand how the mind works for me it helped a lot because it wasn't just about using words but also about how can i interpret it so that i can actually like understand how it works and why do i feel this way and so it was a lot of like going back to childhood going back to those moments where i felt like you know those moments when you are going to sleep and you're thinking about all the cringiest things that you did <laughs> what happened and so you know you go on this like discovery because when you grow up you kind of see a different version of yourself a different way a different perspective and the more you grow into your journey the more you're like oh the things that i thought that i that i was like horrible with i was not i was actually learning and so one thing that really helped me is to understand that i did the things that i did with the tools that i had no. this sentence helps me with everything with having so much compassion for myself for others as well for all like the the people i had um traumas or like things with I was just like they did it with the way and with the tools that they only knew about. Now they get to change and it's their choice and it's my choice to be a part of it or not. Um and so then I started to learn about EFT, uh hypnosis and I started to get myself like certified in that so that I can use it on myself and I can use it also for others. Um so I I, I really think that once you get your feet into like this thing my mind works like that it's just get obsessed with the thing and obsessed with wanting to learn and listening and then seeing how i can apply it because i've been a lot like i i've been in a lot of ways like just watching things and trying to integrate it but then my mind just goes okay there's a lot of informations and i just forget it mm -hmm. so now i'm trying to find always a way like how can i embody it how can i use it how can i like make sure that when i'm doing those things it does feel aligned and it does feel like something that i also understands you know because sometimes you hear about oh do affirmations but you don't understand what's behind affirmations affirmations doesn't work if you don't believe it mm -hmm. so how can you that you believe it and so now you understand what beliefs are and how to shift your beliefs and so then it just becomes something like okay now that you shifted your beliefs how can you make sure that it feels like something you can do like on a daily basis and all those things but definitely one thing that was challenging for me um as someone who has an ADHD is that routines doesn't work well for me um and so when i was hearing people say you know like do a morning routine like get up at this time and do meditations every single day and do journaling every single day and i was just like forgetting to do it every single time and i was like in the middle of the day or at the end of the day and i was just like oh shit i forgot about it again <laughs> this morning mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so I kind of had to like install kind of a night routine. I'm better with night routines. So it's understanding that 
people say that morning routines are the best, but night routines get to be my best for me as well. So I don't know if that answers the question, <laughs> but I feel like, uh, like in terms of the tools, it's really like first listening to other people's stories because I know that I'm someone who needs to hear people's stories and what they experience and then seeing what tools work for me. And so I tested a bunch of things. I tested breath work. I tested uh, hypnosis. I tested subliminals, like all those things that are working for both my subconscious and my conscious are really like great. But for me, like my best tool is really journaling okay because you really get to to be like yourself and to be authentic and uh yeah i I freaking love journaling like every time that i journal like i have like a freaking beautiful journal for those who can see it's like a um it's one from i don't know who it's from magic of eye and there's like uh yeah you have the same one i have exactly the same one right on my desk too how funny is that (laughs) it's so pretty like you just want to journal when you have like a pretty journal and so yeah that those are the things that i love to do um and i'm just like writing about the life that i want writing about the things that are not working the things that are challenging and yeah, I'm all like I'm ha- I'm I'm ready in like a couple of years to read them out loud and to just see like the evolution of of myself but also of like all the challenges that I have and the perception that I will have of those challenges as well in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, that's a really thing, cool thing to look back on, isn't it? There's so much to unpack in what you were just saying. So first of all, there was the piece around embodiment, which I think is something that's really overlooked. Um, and, you know, that we're always so busy trying to learn or to develop or to, you know, to kind of just keep moving forward that we don't recognize the importance of that rest period to allow ourselves to integrate and embody that shift that and you know if you've got the same magic eye um journal that i've got it's the one with the moon cycles and it talks about the full moon and the new moon and really understanding as women particularly that we're cyclical creatures we go through cycles and we go through these peaks and when you think of the seasons of of nature we go through seasons of life and that's where that embodiment phrase that we're we're so quick to try and rush through winter and get straight back into spring but we need that moment where everything's burnt to the ground to really sit with that to allow things to come up and i don't hear people talking about that enough you know, that sometimes it's in the stillness, sometimes it's in the lack of doing that the greatest actions are happening. And it's really uncomfortable to sit with that, because if we're not doing, if we're not going, you know, as, as you know, I identify with having ADHD as well. If I'm not on the go all the time, I feel like, what's the point? I'm not I'm not achieving. If I can't see what's happening, then nothing's happening. And to give yourself that permission to just sit and be and allow is, I think, so important to shine a light on that so thank you for mentioning that I definitely had that because I I had this moment where I was like girl you need to chill because from the moment I got up to the moment I was like getting ready for bed it needed to be productive 
So I was listening to podcasts. I was like, mm -hmm. while doing something else, I need to, I needed to learn, you know, and it's like when you're eating, you cannot eat all day long for months and then like exaggerate everything. You need to have pause. You need to have time. You just can't sustain that level of energy all the time. It's just not possible. And I think that's really hard for us as well, because you get that hyper focus, you get that 250% thing attention on that thing and you, it's really hard to switch off from that and I think that's been a really helpful thing for me to understand is to notice when that hyper focus is kicking in to really challenge that hyper focus or to put some boundaries around that to kind of protect that and say okay you could stay up till midnight working on this but you could also go to bed at 10 o'clock and pick it up again tomorrow um, and give yourself some space around that. The other thing that you mentioned as well was about the routine and kind of understanding what worked for you best um, and, and a bit of experimentation. And I think that that's quite an interesting thing. Again, you know, there's this narrative of what a regular spiritual practice should look like. And I think the irony is, and the more I interview people on this podcast, everybody's approach to a spiritual practice is completely different everyone's interpretation um, and the beauty of a spiritual practice particularly in my view is that it can be whatever you want and it could just be um i'm doing some kind of little mini challenges with a group of mums at the moment talking around bringing some sort of spiritual practice into their life it could be something as simple as intentionally making a cup of tea like that could be your daily practice. It doesn't have to be an hour long meditation. And for you, it looks like sitting down in the evening journaling. For me, it looks like getting out of bed first thing in the morning and going for a walk. And it's really funny because you're the second person I've interviewed in the last couple of weeks who's really loved to journal. For me, I'm really rubbish at sitting down journaling. I find it really hard. I would rather go for a walk. Um, and it's just something like, and, I, it, and it's like, I know I should, because it would be good for me. And that's what then puts the blocker up. I'm like, well, I'm not going to do it because I know I should. That's why um, I say, I said that a lot to the group of, of women that we had uh, last year. I said that, and I still keep on saying that when you do things because you should, it's not, it's pointless to you. When you get to do things, this is where things are, are different. I don't journal because I should journal. I journal because I get to, and I don't journal every day because we do talk a lot about routines. I don't have a, a set routine. I don't journal every day. I don't meditate every day because every day can change. Sometimes I don't meditate for a month or I don't uh, journal for a month and I just have, I, I just use different things, you know. Sometimes what I do is go on Pinterest and just look at photos. Sometimes what I do is write. Sometimes what I do is just do EFT or just listen to subliminals when I'm waking up. I do what feels good for me. And of course, for some people, they want to have those routines in place because this is how they like to, to operate. I'm just not like that. But you don't need to journal. You shouldn't journal. This is something that you get to do. And so if journaling isn't just your thing, walking is your thing. I hate walking. If I don't have a purpose to walk, I hate walking. Like, this is something that I just hate. And if I don't go to a store or I don't go to eat somewhere, I don't have like something exciting for me to go for a walk, I just don't. 
because that's not my thing you know yeah and I know that I should walk because it's good but at the end of the day it's not my thing you know so I think that you have your thing and that you shouldn't like journal if this isn't something that feels good because the intention that you have there is just oh I should do it so it just doesn't feel good and I think as well it's about tuning in to that intuition which is something that you and I've talked a lot about and we've done a lot of training on you know that really learning to trust your intuition and to listen with no judgment yeah right so you kind of you can call that out by saying well you don't you you don't have to should to do anything you you know I shouldn't you know it's like what feels good in this moment and maybe who knows tomorrow you might wake up and you'll think do you know what I really want to go for a walk today and I might wake up and think I really want to pick up a pen and do some writing and I think you know that as well it's really important to say because when people are coming to a spiritual practice cold and they're like right okay I need to tick these boxes so I should meditate I should journal I should do affirmations I should spend this much time and I think the gift actually for me my spiritual practice has been much more about tuning in and listening what do I need in this moment what do I need today how can I show up for myself today how can I choose myself to prioritize my needs today and then really the tools are kind of irrelevant like you have this amazing toolkit and then it's like okay so what in that toolkit is it just to sit and meditate with a candle is it to do an oracle card reading is it to connect with a friend and just have a conversation it can look so different yeah no it makes sense and at the end of the day you know you can be like oh yeah i need to meditate every single day and so you wake up and you feel like you have to meditate but what your body and soul needed right now was for you to actually move and to shake and to do all those things and so if you're sitting there and meditate and journal it feels like it feels like a lot of resistance but when you are listening and tuning to your body like do you want to stay still no i want to move actually okay so if i really want to have this routine if i really want to have like this um the spiritual uh if i want to use my toolkit today what tool can i use okay shaking dancing rage dancing or just dancing in general and just like going out there and just dancing my ass off like it's not it's 6 a.m and i'm dancing like a crazy like witch and i love it it's just like it gets to be the thing that you want to be it that you want to do and same thing with like like hours that i wake in like i don't wake up at six i don't wake up at seven um, and some people are really like, you are someone who loves to, to do things in the morning. And I'm like, I always dreamed of being a morning person, but my brain doesn't operate in the morning. But at night, I'm very efficient. I'm very good at journaling. I'm very good at having ideas. I'm very good at writing and doing all those things. So that's why I shifted tonight. And I know that in the morning, if I do something, it's just listen to something or do things that just feels like, quiet and calm because then my mind needs some time to readjust so everyone is different everyone has their own routine but if you're going into those this spiritual practice go with like this curiosity like oh mm, interesting what do i want a day mm, interesting so lucien kind of talked about shaking mm, i never did shaking let's do it a try you know it's everything gets to be something curious and how can I make it fun and I think that's such a beautiful energy to bring to it as well you know it's that joy and if you're going to talk about law of attraction and like you know like and like attracting 
that isn't really you know the reason to develop a spiritual practice to manifest your dream life but when you energetically start tuning into things that are joyful and fun and with exploration and what can i try and that really inquisitive um perspective then life gets really cool right and that does start attracting these other opportunities and fun things coming up for you and i really love that playful you know, and again, people don't really talk so much about, you know, spiritual practices, very serious and quiet and meditating and you don't move and, you know, and it, and it doesn't have to be. It can be doing some amazing shaking, rage dancing, just smashing into a pillow, getting getting that stuff out, getting that somatic release, getting that stuff that's trapped in our bodies, just out of our bodies. That's that's really exciting as well. Um, and I think, you know, for me, it always keeps coming back to us building that trust with ourselves and as women building that trust, that feminine intuition, that the trust that we've lost, you know, over the years, over decades and generations, we've lost that trust in doing what feels good because it's not felt safe. And we've not felt safe as women to have a voice to speak up, to express ourselves because generationally that's not been allowed and for us to start learning how to do that, it can feel really uncomfortable to start off with. It can feel unsafe, you know. Oh God, I'm not going to stand here and dance like a lunatic. What if? What would somebody think? Yeah. What What would they think? When I was watching like women dancing like that, like ecstatic dances or or like mm. thing things like that, I was just like, "Who's that crazy lady? Like, what is she doing right now on the internet? Like, what the fuck?" And it's just like when you have a lot of resistance around something like that it just means that there's this peak of like curiosity and your ego is like oh hell no i'm not doing that like that's not me that's not for me yeah and what is it triggering in you because it's nothing to do with her and her crazy dance why does that feel unsafe for you what's what's unhealed within you that you need to address and then when you try it, then you're just like oh and then you're like, yeah, more of this, yeah, please. It's so cringe. You're like, oh my god, am I going to really dance like that in, in my, my by myself? And then you're doing it. And you're like, at first it's little steps, and then <laughs> crazy mode, and it's just like, it's so cool, you know. And it gets to be like that, and you get to just like I I do it sometimes when I go to clubs. I don't go to clubs a lot because there's a lot of energies and I just don't enjoy it as much as maybe I used to one day. I don't know. But when I go to a club, I do like, I don't do full on rage dancing, but I shake. You leave it out there on the floor. <laughs> this is, but I'm just shaking my arms and shaking my hands and no one is seeing it. But I have this intention of when I dance in a public area and I dance in a way that just feels good. I dance in a way where I let emotions out, I let things out, uh, and I'm not full on like crying, except if there's a need to, but it's so good because you're like, oh, I'm full on expressing myself without having this trigger of, oh my God, and what if someone is seeing me? So of course, when you do it first, you're like, you want to do it in a space where you feel safe, where you feel like you by yourself, or maybe with someone in like that does do that, or that won't judge you about that. And it just mm -hmm. gets to be fun. Like, just put a music that you freaking love, you know? Maybe for you, it's not rage dancing. Maybe it's sensual dancing. Maybe it's, like, hip-hop, you know? We don't talk a lot about that, but those works, too, because you just, like, are shaking the emotions. You're just, like, 
moving your body, etc. Like it's just the intention is different. You can do hip hop classic, but the intention behind is really like, okay, I'm releasing. Mm -hmm. And this you feel it in your arms, you feel it everywhere. Like you have like I don't know how you call this in English, like you have goosebumps. Um, and so this is where you know that you set the right intention and that your body actually feels it because you have those goosebumps and it just feels like, whoa, I've done hip hop my whole life, but this hip hop session has like radically changed the way that I see and view dancing, you know? Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. There's so many things in life that we do that are supposed to be like somatic, like, but we just don't set the intention of doing it. Like mm -hmm. you just go and go to the gym or, or go for a walk and this is moving your body. But just the intention behind is just, oh, I'm going to get groceries. But how can we make like going to groceries something that feels like expanding and fun and something that maybe it's the music in your ear. Maybe it's like listening to a podcast or something like that that just makes you feel like expanded. And again, you don't need to have every single thing become like a somatic experience or a healing experience or like a spiritual experience or whatever. It gets to just be something that you do because you want to. And I feel like that's the most amazing thing. And for me, that's the most spiritual healing thing ever. Yeah. It's just what you want to do and do it with like full on passion, do it with full trust in yourself. And the more you do it, guess what? The more you're going to become obsessed with it and the more you're going to like do it without even realizing it because it's going to be in your routine. And it's not like, oh, I should do that. No, it's, oh my God, I'm so excited to wake up to do that today. Let's go. <laughs> and I think that's such a beautiful way for us to sort of start closing this conversation, which, you know, having a spiritual practice the ultimate goal and Rebecca Campbell talks about weaving the sacred into life you know that's the gift exactly what you've described is when you're living a life with intention and purpose and joy and it's not like I'm going to sit and allocate these five or ten minutes those I mean those are a vehicle towards exploring and, and building that into your life but you know, if you're going to meditate for 20 minutes and you're you're in peaceful space for 20 minutes and then you just go back to your normal life and you're still that other version, that when you're actually truly living that soul aligned life, that life with integrity and joy and passion and exploration and childlike curiosity, that's, you know, that to me is when you're living a really joyful life with abundance and anything becomes possible uh, but it's hard. It is hard. So um, I think it's been really lovely that we've shared a little bit about like the dancing today. So that's definitely something that people listening can can try at home, which, you know, so we're saying just put on a track. You could start off just in your bathroom with the door shut when you're brushing your teeth with some headphones. Nobody even needs to know and just let yourself start going. But um you know, it's really great to release some of those trapped emotions and movement is such a great way of doing that. So that can be a fabulous tool. So Kaina, we didn't really talk too much about the business, but you know, on a day to day basis, what are you normally doing? How are you helping people and how can people work with you or find out a little bit more about what you're doing? So I kind of switches. I switched a lot and I allowed myself to switch. Uh, right now, what I'm really helping and doing is really like building a life and a business that feels so freaking good and obsessed. Like just 
full of passion because a lot of people say, you know, no, your business needs to make money, not to be a passion because a passion is just like a hobby. And I'm like, heck no, my business is making money and passion. Like, see ya in your non-passionate life. I'm not doing that. So um, that's what I'm currently doing. And I'm just listening to my myself and to my intuition about what I do. And so I'm doing a membership that I've been pushing back for like three years because I was like, oh, no, that's not the right time and all those things. So this is what I'm doing. But um, I help visionaries women and women that just like are committed to that growth. You know, sometimes people like ask me what level of business the the people coming in my world are. And before I used to have an answer and right now, it's not the answer. Right now, it's about the level of commitment that the person has when she enters my world like is she committed to her growth is she committed to actually like delivering and giving herself the solution and giving herself the grace to forgive herself and to just grow in and do the thing and all those things that's what i want that's the energy i'm more about the energy today of the woman coming into my world than about what level of life what level of business like yeah, I just want this energy that's so like passionate and so like ready for change and so willing to make things move and to just like go get her. Like this is what I love. So yeah, you can find me uh, on Instagram. I'm at Sunikai, S-U-N-Y-K-A-I. Come hang out and come talk to me and see what i'm up to uh but yeah i'm very blessed to have been here and to have talk about all those juicy things with the amazing lucy and thank you for having me ah and it's been so wonderful it's been so interesting and now i'm really excited to go and put some music on and do some dancing let's go um yay (laughs) you gotta finish every podcast episode with a whoop whoop none of this sitting in silence meditation i'll do that later um no it's like kaina it's been so wonderful to have you with us and as you said you are launching this new membership which is going to be coming out in the next few weeks and that's working with women to really help them build businesses which is built on passion and desire and energy and not i just need to make some money and what can i do it's not just businesses Though. not just businesses okay talk to me yeah it's this is the the change that i this is the shift okay so i i was working a lot about businesses and i was just like my full mission when i started was really like to help women with their mindset and their manifestations and really their self their their like visions and and their sense of self like living their best life and just being and feeling like so fulfilled and so this is the membership about the membership is not about business but actually about mindset evolution and manifestation okay we're living a really expansive life that's that i love that for you i can totally see that i can totally see that that's gonna be cool Thank you so, so much. It's been so wonderful. Um, And thank you to all my lovely listeners for joining uh, us for another episode of Our Wild Hearts with Lucy. And I can't wait to speak to you next time. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Our Wild Hearts. If you enjoyed this episode, then please make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. And don't forget to leave a review and share your thoughts. Your feedback helps us grow and reach more hearts on this wild adventure together. Until next time, keep nurturing your wild heart and embracing the magic within you. From my wild heart to yours, with so much love, this is Lucy. Goodbye.